You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Awesome, awesome. Because what I want to do is I really feel like God wants to lead us into three encounters today. So I'm, we're going to flow, I'm going to flow in with, uh, with Todd and Seb and in and out of song. And we're just going to, we're going to hang around and then we're going to zoom in the, into, into worship. And I just really want to facilitate what God wants to do. So if you just lean in, if you just keep saying, yes, God, yeah, I'm keen, I'm leaning in, this is what I'm doing, you'll be blessed. So a few weeks late, a few weeks before this, Jesus had, appear, had, had, had risen from the dead and he'd appeared to the disciples twice at this point. And Peter and a few of the other disciples, um, they, the Holy Spirit hadn't been poured out at this point and Jesus hadn't ascended into heaven. So I'm kind of wondering if they knew what to do. You know, they're like, well, Jesus isn't here with us right now, so what do we do? And they're like, let's go fishing. That's what we know. We'll learn a few bob. We'll go fishing. This is good. So they go fishing, and the whole night they catch nothing again. It's like deja vu for them, right? And then Peter sees this guy on the shore. And, and, and this guy, he doesn't realize at this point, but it's Jesus. And Jesus says, throw your, throw your net over the right side of the boat. I don't know if it, he was in contrast to the left side or the wrong side. I don't know. Throw it over the right side of the boat, and they catch this massive haul of fish. And Peter realizes, <laughs> that's Jesus. So Peter grabs his cloak, and he jumps into the water, and he swims to shore to hang out with Jesus. He's like stoked to see him again. And what's about to take place in Peter's life is really significant. Because Peter was the one who denied Jesus three times. Peter was the one who fell asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was like, stay here and pray with me, all right? Peter was one of those guys. And I kind of feel like, I mean, this, if you look, if, you're, if your Bible has headings, you'll see uh, in verse, in, in John 21, verse 15, above there it'll say, Jesus reinstates. Peter. If I was Peter, I'd be feeling like I wanted to go fishing too. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Peter might have been feeling a lot of shame. He might have been quite disillusioned by his own decisions, by letting Jesus down. There's even a thought that Peter may have Peter may have had the thought of, I could have even prevented Christ from going to the cross, but my actions actually facilitated him to go there. Of course, his sin did. But I imagine that Peter and the, and the other disciples are like, let's go fishing. Maybe, maybe you've had some times where you feel like you've let God down. Or there's some, some stuff that you've, that you've done that you're not so proud of. And now you're, 
you're walking around in a level of shame. And now you don't even feel worthy to be called a child of God because of some stuff that went down. And maybe you didn't make a great choice. And I, I, I want to say I'm, I've been there many, many times. And one of the greatest things I love about this, these verses right here is how Jesus loves Peter back to himself. So they sit down and they have breakfast together. Jesus and Peter and the other disciples are like, I'm sure going, yeah, yeah, good, Peter. You, you go ahead and you have breakfast with Jesus. We'll get the fish. Don't worry, we'll sort out all the fish. So they haul in 153 massive fish and, uh, and Peter's like already with Jesus. Like, yeah, let's, let's have breakfast. Awesome. John 21, verse, verse 15, it says, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. He says again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he answered, yes, Lord, you know that I, I love you. And Jesus said, take care of my sheep. And the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he uses a different word for love in this third time. And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you, you, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Three times Peter had denied Jesus. And now three times Peter gets the opportunity to affirm that he's with Jesus. And so Jesus cooks him breakfast. It says that Jesus made them breakfast. He had a fire going on the beach and he had fish and bread. And Jesus cooks breakfast for Peter and restores him to himself out of love. I wonder what um, breakfast with Jesus looks like for you right now. If you had breakfast with Jesus right now, I wonder the kind of things he might say to you. Thank you, Lord God. God, thank you for the truth that we declare today that we are your children. I'm a child of God. That is one of the most powerful statements to ever come out of your mouth. Yeah, it's good. God, keep restoring us to you. Keep leading us and bringing us closer and closer, God. Amen. Amen. All right, grab a seat. We're going to look at the next encounter that Peter had uh, with Jesus. And I, I love this one. This one is um, it's in Peter's home. Did you know that Jesus went to Peter's house? Who knew that? Did anyone know that? I saw one person put their hand up. Uh, I, I have to admit, I didn't really know. If, you, if you'd said quiz time, Pastor D, did, did Jesus go to Peter's house? I'd be like, um, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Turns out he did. And um, we're going to look at that because when Jesus 
comes into your, your house, your home, um, stuff's changed, you know? Things change. Um, so we're thinking about these men had been with Jesus. That's what they noticed. And this was another encounter that had helped to transform Peter's life, had helped Peter to understand the love and the compassion and the power of God. And that it wasn't just outside of his life, but it would also enter into his life and change his, his family. It was changed as a result. So I'm over at Matthew chapter 8, verse 14 to 15. We need more of these kind of encounters with God where we, it's like an undeniable encounter. So no one can convince you that it was just emotion. No one can convince you it was just the, the hype of the day. We need more encounters with Jesus that really radically change us, where we know that we know this, I, I, met, with, I met with God today, like, I remember being at Presence Conference, you know, literally a few weeks ago, and just going, whoa, that was an undeniable experience. I met with the creator of the world today, and it was good. Yeah? So in Matthew chapter 8, we're just going to read two verses. And it says, when Jesus came into Peter's house, see, there you are. He saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. Now, I thought my mother-in-law was going to be here today, and she not, she's not well today. Um, so I can't make all those jokes, but maybe I can. Uh, anyway, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. Maybe I could just pray for my mother-in-law right now who's lying in bed, you know, not feeling very good. Heal her in Jesus' name right now. And it says, he touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on him. I've always found this a slightly amusing series of verses because she immediately started to wait on them. Would you like some food? You know, I'd be like, oh, she's not well. Let's just heal her. And then she... <laughs> I've always found this to be quite amusing, you know, um, Jesus went into Peter's house. You don't, you don't hear about Jesus going into that many people's homes. You know, Zacchaeus, Peter. When, when someone goes into your house, they know stuff about you. If you go into my house, you know the hallways, it never looks that good. It's kind of like, we'll clean up the other areas of the house to the hallway's detriment. You know, we'll stick that stuff there because the kids are meant to put this stuff away. Well, that never happens. So it's just going to kind of amass in the hallway. And if you need to actually go all the way through the hallway, well, you might need to do some of these ones, you know, sometimes, depending on how bad it is. When someone goes into your home, it's like your life is a bit uncovered. It's a bit laid bare. 
People get to see where you live and, and the state of your toilet, you know, like all those toilet ads on TV, you know, people, you know, judging you for the state of your toilet. They're doing that to try and sell you a product, people, because toilets, the state of your toilet, that's a, that's a real draw card for, for you to buy their stuff. But Jesus comes in and Peter's family is, is laid bare. And there's a problem in Peter's family that Peter doesn't have the power to fix, to heal. He, he, hasn't, he hasn't worked out how this thing works. And so there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a problem, there's a, a fever, there's something that's wrong inside the house. And any time that you open the, 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 the home of your life up to Jesus a little more, you'll find that He does exactly the same thing. He will come in and He can't help Himself but to touch some things and bring life and touch something and bring, and bring healing, touch something and bring joy in this area over here. The more you let Jesus in, the more life you walk around in. Because He wants you to be walking around in, in blessing. He wants you to be walking around overflowing. Joy in your heart. No matter what's in front of you, there's joy inside of you. Right? Because we don't necessarily live from the outside in, but from the inside out. I get to affect my situation according to what's in me. Right? And this is a really personal thing. Jesus steps into Peter's home and Jesus is like, there's someone here that's not well. Let's, like, let's, let's, let's fix that. Jesus loves to fix stuff. And He brings healing. So I'm wondering if there's anyone here today who needs healing. Who needs Jesus to touch something in your life. Body, soul, mind, emotions. Maybe there's a hurt that you haven't been able to deal with. Maybe there's a pain in your body that you need, you need the power of God to come right now and bring healing. Stick up your hand if that's you. I need, I need healing today. Could be for anything. Yep, good, good. Come on. Anyone else? Good. Healing, healing. All right. We're going we're gonna to pray for the people around us right now. So look around. Look around, put, keep your hand up if you need healing. Give you anything in your body. You don't have to tell people what it is. You don't have to even tell them where it is, right? You don't have to tell them that this is because I can't forgive my, my father or whatever. You can, you can just be like, I need this. I need Jesus to bring life, to bring healing right now in Jesus. You know, possibly the, the greatest encounter that Peter had was on the day of Pentecost, was that day. Just grab a seat for me. I know we're up and down a lot today. This is good. Because on the, on the day of Pentecost, Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus, filled the disciples in the upper room. And I, I, I love that like the, what you just did then, because like God is so good and um, because He doesn't leave us to like fend for ourselves, you know. He doesn't leave us alone. He doesn't like save us and then leave us. 
he, he saves us then empowers us every day. He, uh, he said, I'll, I'll never, ever, ever leave you. Like, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm, we're sticking together forever, right? You stick with me, and I'll never leave you. You can walk away from me, but I won't leave you. You know, God's like, I'm here for good. You know, Jesus said a whole new covenant. That means God is not going to break it, right? The, the, the new covenant is different to the old because the old one was dependent on whether the, the Israelites came to the party and, and, and God had a, the, the opportunity to break that covenant if he wanted to. The new one is different. The new one, God says, never, ever will I leave you or forsake you. It doesn't matter. He also says, I'm not going to leave you powerless. Ah, this is so good, right? In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says, when the day of Pentecost came, now Pentecost is a really spiritual word meaning 50. Legit, that's what it means. It just means 50, right? Because it was 50 days, technically 49 49 sleeps, 50 days from the Passover, right? So it's a super spiritual word. Uh, They were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. It looked like they were all on fire. Don't get hung up on the, t- on the tongues word there. Tongues of fire, what does that mean? That's weird. It just looked like everyone was on fire. So Peter's looking across the table going, <laughs> uh, John, some, you, 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 you lean down a little bit too close to the candle because your hair's on fire. It looked like they were all on fire. But because it was this, this sound and it was like the Holy Spirit and everyone's like, whoa, and everyone starts speaking in other languages, everyone's going, yeah, the fire's probably normal. The fire's probably to be expected right now because it was all so new to them. Everything is so unexpected. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated, came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled. All of them were filled. All of them were no longer empty. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So, Again, a large crowd gathers around and Peter gets the chance to lead 3,000 people to Christ. Amazing day. 120 in the upper room. Now they're 3,120 or thereabouts. And people are like, these guys, they're all hearing them speak in tongues and they're all like, you guys have had so much wine. And Peter's like, no, no, it's, it's 9 a.m., guys. Like, Really? <laughs> Serious? This is God. This is God right here. We're all hanging out together, praying, wondering what's going on, but this is God, and uh, you can all hear us speaking in your own, you know, your own languages, because this isn't like, this is God, right? And then he says to them, he says, uh, no, this is what the prophet, what was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is verse uh, 16. Verse 17, in the, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. 
your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. It's been pretty cool to have um, some great stuff happening in our own family with our, with our kids coming alive to the spirit. Uh, like my sons are prophesying. And I'm like, yeah, that's normal. That's, that's the new normal. That's, 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 that's to be expected. You lead your family in the house of God, you can expect that. You can expect your children to encounter Jesus, and then eventually they'll just become unlocked to the Holy Spirit. Right? You know? Uh, so they all spoke in tongues. Now, tongues is a funky one, because... If you come from the background that Beck and I came from, tongues is like really weird, you know? And if this is your first, if it, the first time you hear someone speaking in tongues, you kind of go, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 what have they been drinking? Like, you, you kind of feel like you're the people looking on in Acts, going, yeah, they've been drinking, that looks really strange, Right? Uh, and, I, and when we came to victory, that was really... Well, you, Beck couldn't really get over the clapping thing first. Um, it's like, these, these people are clapping in church. This is not acceptable. <laughs> you know? And then we're like, these, these people are, uh, 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 you know, tongue-slinging, clapping crazies. Like, this is, this is different. This is really different. Um, but then, you know, you, you hang around long enough and you don't get turned off by that and eventually you're kind of warm to the environment and, and then after a while you go, I want that. that. Those people have got a power that I don't have. They've got an intimacy with God that I don't have. You know? So Jesus breathed on the disciples and said to receive the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't until the day of Pentecost where the power of the Holy Spirit was poured out onto them. Uh, tongues is not about having a, a weird thing coming out of your mouth, right? Tongues is not about tongues. Tongues is about intimacy. Tongues is your spirit communicating with the Holy Spirit and drawing you close to God, right? It's, it's such a, it's such a, Paul said to the Corinthians, I'm, I'm glad I speak in tongues more than all of you. Like he was, he was a, he just spoke in tongues all the time. It's about closeness to God for His will to be poured out on the earth. That's it. It's about intimacy. It's the language of intimacy. It's so that I can know Him, so that I can move with Him. It's really simple. And so all of the, all, I love this. Uh, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire separated and came to rest on each of them. Then it says, all of them were filled. There wasn't a person sitting in the corner going, well, I didn't get it. <laughs> Everybody got filled with the Spirit. Everybody's speaking in tongues. Everybody looks like they're on fire. That's the new normal for them. They're going, okay, something changed. I feel full now, whereas before I felt like, well, I was talking to Jesus and it was great and it was awesome and we, we healed some people and we, we cast out some demons, but now I'm feeling strong. 
Now I'm feeling close. Now I'm feeling full. Now I'm feeling like I'm overflowing. Whereas before I was like just trying to make it there. Let's, let's get it. Um, the, the Christian life is, 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 is more than just Bible reading and prayer and turning up. That's really good. But it's more than that. And some people go, I don't know. I'm not sure. I've been doing all right thus far. And I'm like, okay, me too, until I wanted it. And then until I got it, and then I was changed. And then it was like I was reborn again, again. It was like something was new. This is fresh. Now I'm with him and talking to him rather than talking at him. You know, uh, I mean, if, if you think about this, here, this is my strongest case right now, all right? So if anyone's like, no, I don't need the Holy Spirit like that. I don't want to speak in tongues. I don't want to be weird like you. This is my strongest case, all right? Three years in the presence of Jesus being ministered to and taught personally in the same space wasn't enough for the disciples, they still needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit if they were going to do on planet Earth what they were called to do. So you can, you can have not the Spirit if, in that measure if, you're, if you want, and you'll still get to heaven. You can still have an impact. You can still be wonderful and great and kind and everything. But you're, you're going to lack the power that comes with, the, with a hunger for all of God, not just part of what you think is okay. They still needed the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter's talking to the crowd again. And he says in verse, uh, chapter, uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 33, he says, uh, exalted to the right hand of God, he has received, this is Jesus. Jesus was exalted to the right hand of God. He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear what you now see and hear. It's really simple today. Can you play, play me something? That'll be awesome. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pray for people who want more of the Holy Spirit. That's it. You might not speak in tongues and you're like, I really want that gift today, God. I really want that gift. I prayed for three months for that gift and nothing. And when I decided that, well, God, you can do it in your own timing, whatever, that's when he did it. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.